everybody and welcome to a special Apple edition, Apple report, Apple whatever you want to call it, uh, post iPhone event edition of the Sam's report. And so a couple of people asked if I would be doing a podcast after it and I figured, you know what, uh, why the hell not? Especially because I think there's a lot, uh, a lot to talk about. I mean, first of all, were there any surprises at the Apple event? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the biggest surprise was the multi-charging mat that they announced at the end because everything else in the event was uh, scooped, right? We have a 4K Apple TV, which... You know, that's good. If you're an Apple TV user like myself, that's a good update. But to be honest, it's nothing incredible because what they touted was like 4K and HDR support. And so is that Xbox One S. So it's not really anything new. It's more of them catching up to the market. An Apple Watch with LTE support. And I am not making this up. You need to go back and watch this video. In fact, actually, I'm going to splice it into Faster dual core processor, W2, altimeter, all the stuff you've got to put in for cellular. The case for Series 3 is the same size as Series 2. The only difference is we extended the back crystal a mere 0.25 millimeters. That's as thin as two sheets of paper. Apple said that uh, the, the Apple Watch Series 3 with LTE is not any thicker than the series two it's not any thicker and the next sentence out of the guy's mouth was it's thicker it was it was unbelievable it's very much apple uh and the fact that they're now calling their stores town squares um and all other sorts of stuff you know what whatever like i love to rip on apple i do this with microsoft and i do this with google it's just apple had the event today i'm uh, just kind of ripping on the marketing because at the end of the day i like apple stuff but their marketing is just so far up uh their um you know what that it gets a little ridiculous at times, and this is one of those things. But anyway, so the Apple Watch with LTE, it's exactly what we'd expect. No major surprises, no real change in the exterior, although it now does come with a red dot, which I thought was on the edition, uh, the Apple Watch edition when it first launched, but it kind of looks like a recording button at the end of the day. And then there's the iPhone 8. And so this is Apple's bread and butter. No big surprise here. And the, the iPhone 8 looks, it looks honestly exactly like the iPhone 7. Uh, different colors is like this rosy gold looking color. Uh, the back is now glass. Um, it, you know, they've, they've changed it up a little bit. I think it's glass is what they announced. It's a different material than the older ones. And the reason for that is that Apple is now adopting wireless charging, finally. And so here's what's kind of crazy is that they're using the QI, or they were calling it Qi standard, uh, for wireless, which is great. I'm actually very surprised by that because Apple is not tend to known to do that sort of thing. And so... Actually, I applaud them for that effort. It just, if they were going to use the, the open standard, why did it take so long to get here? Anyways, uh, so the iPhone 8 is coming uh, later this month. And it if you've seen an iPhone 7, it looks very similar. They've, it's got better cameras. They, they've got a true tone display. And uh, it's got, it, it looks like an iPhone 7, but they're calling it the iPhone 8. I don't know why they didn't call it the iPhone 7S. But... Uh, Unless you kind of know the difference in the colors, it looks exactly the same. And of course, it's got a better, faster chip. Uh, it, it's just a spec bump at the end of the day. A spec bump, color change, and a new A11. And annoyingly, they're calling it an A11 Bionic chip. Bionic. I Yeah. Uh, there we go. 
but at least it's got wireless charging. And so it, it, it's a good upgrade if you had, don't have an iPhone 7, if you're coming from like a 6, sure, that's a, you know, it's a decent upgrade. You're going to get better performance out of it. But really what everyone is wondering and talking about is the iPhone X because it's doing a lot of things that are very interesting Kind of. And so, again, completely spoiled by the leaks. Everybody knew what it was going to be. Here's here's my kind of thing with it. Um, Apple is trying to change up user behavior here. And so what they've done is they've gotten rid of the start button. Uh, the start button. <laughs> the home button. They've gotten rid of the home button. Uh, and the reason why I said start button is because this reminds me of when Apple... Or Apple, Jesus, man. This reminds me of Microsoft when they got rid of the start button on Windows 8. Apple just got rid of the home button. The most iconic thing on the iPhone that really kind of made the iPhone the iPhone was that it was one button. And they've gotten rid of that. They've gone to no buttons on the display, that is. There's still buttons on the side. And so they're trying to change user behavior. And so it's this is going to be an interesting thing because changing user behavior that you've established for 10 years is not an easy thing to do. And uh, one of the other things that I'm going to highlight here too is that they've called out what is Face ID is their name. So it's Face Unlock, right? This was on the Lumia 950. It's been on tons of Android phones. This is nothing new. The Surface Studio back here has it. Uh, it has facial recognition and unlock. That's not anything new or exciting, but Apple, of course, played it up. But one thing they didn't really show is like the Apple Touch to it, right? When they announced fingerprint readers, they made it real seamless and smooth and quick and efficient. But with the Face ID, it, it's not really all that great. And I'm going to play a clip here that shows uh, it actually failing on stage, which is really awkward. So watch this real quick. Here is iPhone 10. Now, unlocking it is as easy as looking at it and swiping up. And, you know, let's try that again. Ho, ho, ho. Let's uh, go to backup here. And so what you just watched there was Apple showing that their brand new fancy face unlock that is going to replace one of the most reliable touch sensors on the market with a thing that didn't actually work on stage. And so it's, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how well this is going to work. Because if you're like myself and you charge your phone on the nightstand, when you wake up in the morning, you, you generally just reach over and turn it on. You don't like point it at your face because you're trying to either turn the brightness down or whatever. Um, the thing is, you now have to be looking specifically at the phone and they even showed a demo of where if like if you're looking to the side it doesn't work you have to be looking straight at it and they touting security but at the end of the day you can't be not looking at your phone and unlock it which is really annoying unless you do a uh like a digit password a pin password to put in and so that is going to be really tough because what you do now is since there's no home button is you swipe up from the bottom much like on the iphones today where you swipe up and get that action control center thingy uh that has now been moved to the top right corner where you have to slide down like they're changing up some fundamental behaviors of of the iphone which is really uh yeah really interesting and i think it's going to be tough the thing that I'm most shocked about is that with the iPhone 7, the, the Touch ID sensor, the button isn't actually a button. If anybody has this phone knows this, it's actually just an area where it's like force touch, right? They didn't really highlight force touch anything. And so what that I thought they were going to do is show that, hey, that this button can really be put anywhere now because it's just force touch. And so they didn't really use that and I, they didn't even put a software home button in, which is one thing I thought they might do. And it's, this is going to be tough. This this is going to be tough. Um, I, I don't know. I am I, on the fence about this. I haven't decided if I'm going to buy one yet. It is $999 bucks for the 64 gigabyte model, which is a lot of money. 
a thousand bucks for a phone. But again, you know, we spend a thousand bucks on a computer and that this is something I probably use. Oh, it's easily something I use more than my computer. So it's like, ah, from that standpoint. But then on the other side of the coin, it's not really that much different. It's just a, a larger display in a smaller body. Uh, so I'm really on the fence about this because there's nothing, I was expecting Apple to have something that was slightly different that Samsung hadn't already done or the Nokia 950, uh, or the Lumia 950 hadn't already done. And granted, this thing will sell in the millions. Same with the iPhone 8. It'll sell in an, an exuberant amount and I have no concerns about Apple's longevity, but it was just kind of, um, I don't know, a little underwhelming, I, I think is probably the fair thing to say because... Like, when you get a new phone, when you're going to pay a thousand bucks for a phone, you want something new, great, and better. But I don't, I, I cannot look at somebody in the eye and say that touch or face ID is a better experience than touch ID. First off, I haven't tried it, so I have to give the qualification. But I've used tons of facial login things. I've tried them uh, with third party things on this computer. I've used Microsoft's implementation. I've used some on Samsung's, and they're never like great. I always prefer finger touch. And so, Apple doesn't even allow that. Like, there's no option. There's no sensor on the back. And, uh, like, th this is this is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to be curious to see how the reviews are. I know there's going to be some fanboy reviews out there from the large sites. You say, oh, this is the next great thing. It shows the future. Uh, but to be honest, Samsung kind of showed us the future as well. And so I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say that Apple is leading uh, wholeheartedly in the hardware department anymore. Um, software, they still do a great job, right? iOS still has the best app experience. Um Apple hardware and software generally work better together than, say, a Samsung uh, in, the, in the software, even better than some Nexus devices. So from that, we have that going on. But yeah, uh, that, that's kind of the nutshell of it. And they had it at the new Steve Jobs Theater in Apple's new building, which is amazing looking. Like, go look at it. Like, they've done a wonderful job of building this theater. And it looks like the ceiling is suspended. I'm, I'm assuming that the glass walls are supporting the weight of it. it it's beautiful. They've done an immaculate job building this stuff. Attention to detail has always been something they've been exceptionally good at. But um, I, I'm just going to be real curious to see how this comes out and how this plays out in the market. And if people truly can adapt to not having a home button on an iOS device for the first time, I, I just keep going back to people freaking out with Windows. And now... Maybe they're just expecting that the iPhone X, which is, I should actually say, iPhone 10, uh, is only going to be bought by enthusiasts. And I have to question if the iPhone 9 had any um, software incompatibilities that they were dealing with. Um, a nuanced Windows joke in there, if you get that, why there's no iPhone 9 currently. And so here we are with a brand new device. It's interesting, and I'm curious, I, and I don't want to like write it off or anything like that. I, I don't want that opinion to come across. But changing user behavior that Mike or that Apple has crafted over 10 years overnight with a new phone like this is a risky behavior, very risky. And I was fully expecting them to kind of ease into this with like maybe something on the back or something. I don't know. I, I was just kind of waiting to see what was next, but it's truly face ID or bust, which is going to be interesting. So um, as always, guys, I don't want to drag this on. That's just kind of my, you know, quick and dirty feedback based on the event. So we got quick recap. We've got new Apple TV that does 4K. Um, we've got an Apple Watch with LTE. We've got an iPhone 8, which is a, just a modest upgrade from the iPhone 7. Um, nothing to get too crazy about other than wireless charging, which is quite nice. And then the iPhone X, which is Apple's probably biggest gamble here. Um, but you still can't rearrange the icons any way you like. They still have to abide by the Apple snapped grid motto. 
and uh there we are, folks. That is a super condensed version of the Apple Keynote. You can find up write-ups more in Threat. You can find up write-ups anywhere and get other people's opinions. But that's where I'm at. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you right back on Friday for a full edition of the Sam's Report that is covering much more of the Microsoft world and anything else in the tech world. But I wanted to get this Apple stuff kind of out of the way. Thanks for tuning in, guys.